Blog Talk Radio. For the Bobby Eaton Show, yeah. giving you information you'll want to know, speaking on issues affecting us all, and music for the soul. Yeah. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. Bobby. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. Bobby. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. Bobby. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. Hello world, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're at on the globe. Hey, and welcome to the Bobby Eaton Show. This is where we tell our stories our way, black owned, black build. Hey, it is all about black people over here. Uh, we're in the, the, the town of Black Wall Street, you know, where a lot of things happen right here on Black Wall Street here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, as we approach our centennial for next year. Uh, 2021. We want you to participate. If we can get away from this coronavirus thing that's going on, so we want you to stay safe, stay clear, and uh, just do what you got to do to take care of your family uh, and friends and stuff like that. So we want you to do that. We got a great show going on today. Pastor Robert Turner of the Historical Vernon AME Church of Black Wall Street is going to be is in the house. And we're going to be talking with him on various different topics and things like that. Meanwhile, Miss Sherry Lasky is here. She's I'm waiting for her to take her seat. You know, we all got masks and stuff on around here. So we spray down, we clean up, we do what's necessary to keep on going. So that's what we do. How we doing, ma'am? How you doing? Doing fine, Mr. Bobby. Yeah, I see you. You got it? I got it. Got it good. Got it good. Hey. Pastor Turner's in the house. Yes. Hey, yeah, yeah, it's good to have him. We're going to have him on in just a minute. We'll have him on, and we're going to be chopping it up, you know, like I said earlier, talking about a lot of different things. You're on KBOB 89.9 FM here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Also, Blog Talk Radio, you know, for those of you who are not here in Tulsa, um, iHeartRadio, iTunes Podcast, and all of those different formats. We're located at 1533 North Norfolk. Uh, here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, so we take donations, and uh, we do a lot of things. You know, we're a radio station, of course, but we're more than just a radio station. We try to serve the community in various different ways. Just a couple of weeks ago, we had a school supply free giveaway to all the the youth and things like that, so we have meetings over here, and uh, we strategize on how we can better our community, you know, so we come together. So this is the voice for the community here in Tulsa. Everybody comes over here and shares their information uh, in reference to uh, economic development, jobs, you name it, uh, spirituality, anything that can help us as a people become better people. So that's what it's all about, moving forward, doing good stuff, being better at what we do. So I encourage each and every one of you to participate in some. Get it, get out and volunteer. Spend you know, some of y'all just sitting around the house. You ain't doing nothing. You're just sitting around uh, watching TV, prices right, and drinking some coffee and stuff like that. You're not out and about uh, doing anything to enhance and help your people. So you could at least volunteer a couple of hours ago by Miss Johnson's house. She's 88 years old. 
she need her yard cut or something like that. Spend two hours, cut her grass. Ladies go in and help her in the kitchen or something like that. Or uh, mentor a kid, you know, a young person, you know, who fatherless, you know, who would need a father figure. Some of you guys can volunteer at least a couple hours a week. A couple hours, just volunteer. And while doing you're something. doing those couple of hours, yeah. please, 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 please. Try to practice social distancing. Yeah, you got to practice that too. Yeah, oh yeah, okay. That's part of it. Before you cut me off, (laughs) but she's right about that. She's right. She's right about that too. You know what I mean? So, you know, social distancing has become a a thing of um, wow. It's all technical now, and I don't know when we're gonna come from up under it, and when all of this is gonna pass over. But we're gonna be looking forward for that day. I don't think life as we, we've we known it is going to be the same. So we're going to take a break. And uh, Sherry Lasky's in the house. Pastor Turner's in the house. We're going to take a break. And uh, this is Tulsa's on Wayman Tisdale. <laughs> Oh, 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 
that our people have exhibited um, since we've been in this country. And so Tulsa is a perfect example of black excellence that has been manifest since Greenwood was established mm-hmm. back in 1905. And so any student of history knows about, you know, the excellence that was Black Wall Street. It was total excellent. It's kind of like a few months ago, I was down in Atlanta, Georgia, and I said, that's the New Day Black Wall Street. Hmm. You know, all those black businesses down there and economic development taking place and just, I mean, it felt good to be able to just walk into a black bookstore. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, with just book, black books everywhere, yeah. you know, and and um, a lot of culture and stuff like that. So, that 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 was Black Wall Street. Wow. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Man. It was Black Wall Street. So with a little twist, a little, <laughs> a little different <laughs> twist now. You know, a whole lot of twists. But uh, you know, in today's times. But at the same time, when I think about Black Wall Street, I man, back in those days, man, they used to dress. Yeah. All the men wore suits and ties yeah, and the ladies hat. had their hair done and, and fine dresses With and gloves. gloves on, man. And some of them had Fine china in their homes, petticoats and, and all of that. Pe- yeah, yeah, petticoat. Yeah. That's right, and all of that. A lot of respect was taking place. I mean, you know, it took place. We had movie theaters. We had uh, taxi cab services. Right. We had grocery stores. Fine dining. Fine dining. Hotels. Everything. Everything. And everybody in the country would come to Black Wall Street. That's right. Mm-hmm. O. W. Right. Gurley. That's right. You know. That's right. He uh, helped. Put that all together back in those days, man. He Great. helped start our church. Yeah, I know. And since you've been in that church, you've had a lot of people come to you, man. I can imagine the traffic of people, um, the who's who's and who's nots, yeah. and whatever, all different walks of life. People have come to you. And uh, when I saw you down there once before, I think Bloomberg was down yeah, there. He was. You know, he down there and I've seen Cory Booker. Yeah. Man, you done had everybody down. When they come to town, that's where they come, man. I thought to send the book of the day. Uh yeah, they they do. And uh Beto O'Rourke, Elizabeth Warren, uh they, they, they're here and uh because it's impossible to have uh in this day and age an urban policy for for the African American community and not know about Black Wall Street, you mm-hmm. know, and so if you, you can't do it. Huh? You can't do it because right. we did it best here. Mm-hmm. And so, if anyone wants to learn how to do urban policy with the Black community, um, you, Black Wall Street is case study number one. And so, those who are smart uh, find a way to come to Tulsa to mm-hmm. pay homage to that and to, you know, help us as we continue to commemorate or seek to find ways of fighting for justice. Uh, from 1921 race massacre. Mm-hmm. So when they come here and they arrive here in Tulsa and come down on Greenwood, what do they tell you? What are some of the things that they say? Are they amazed by what happened? Because, you know, we've got some gentrification that has taken big time, like you said, that has taken place down there with OSU and all of that stuff mm-hmm. down there, OETA and yeah. all of you name it. They took over all of that land. Yeah. What do they say? What do they think about, man? They are shocked <laughs> um, when I share with them that on the original Greenwood Avenue, um, that really, uh, you know, you've been here, you're from Tulsa, the original Greenwood 
didn't take a curve like it does after you cross OSU sign. It, <laughs> it went straight. It went straight. So when I tell people, and it definitely didn't go to a stop sign, take a right. And yeah, take a right. Greenwood. Exactly. That's Gap Band Road. Yeah, right. You know, and I exactly. tell people that that's not Greenwood. That's yeah. just some other road that Urban Renewal did. Urban Removal. Oh, Urban Removal did. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, and what, so, so when I tell them that on the original Greenwood stretch, which really uh, goes from that speed limit sign right by the OSU sign back up to the train tracks, um, there's nothing on there that's still black owned, yeah. Except the church that I pastor. Yeah, that's true. That's sad, but true. Greenwood Culture Center is owned yeah, by the city. Uh, mm-hmm. Those buildings right by the overpass owned by the Greenwood Chamber, which mm-hmm. is not all black. Right. I mean, everything on that stretch is owned by somebody besides black black Us. people. So mm-hmm. the only thing that's still owned by all black people. Is a historic okay. Vernon Me Church mm. on the original Greenwood. Avenue. And you know, I remember that stretch. I walked that stretch when I was a little boy, and I can remember it went all the way down the pine. Mm-hmm. And you had all of these black businesses down there, man. You know, and certain parts of Greenwood, they say don't go down that far down that deep. <laughs> but you know, we would go to the Rex Theater, and you know, my grandfather and them would play pool at Spans mm-hmm. Pool Hall, and all of that kind of stuff would take place over there on Greenwood. Uh, just good barbecue places mm-hmm. and all of that that would take took place. But Urban Renewal came in, destroyed. Yeah. OSU came and bought up all of that land. That's right. And, man, that just really did it, man. It just kind of wiped the history away. Yeah. But the main thing, one of the main things was that overpass that came through there. That killed it. Man, that just, that just, that just killed it, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It always kills it. It, it kills it. That overpass when it came through there. And I was gone and I was okay. gone when it was built. But when I came back and I saw that man, my heart just I can't believe they did this. And then they didn't even put an exit ramp to support the business that were on Greenwood. They just bulldozed and went straight through. Yeah. They don't want you to stop through. They don't want you to stop through. And they put the exit ramp on the white side of town. Yeah, right. You know, to help those businesses. Yeah. But you have no exit ramp for Greenwood Avenue. Yeah. That's just like uh, uh, MLK Street. Mm -hmm. It only goes so far, then it stops. Mm -hmm. Because they don't want to adjust that in the white neighborhoods as MLK as well. But, you know, Black Wall Street is, uh, we're still there. Yeah. You know, we struggling yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah. You know, we need that economic development and those businesses down there uh, need some help. We got to find some ways how to get our people back down there. That's why your show is so important. That's why your show and your legacy with your family and your dad is so important. Well, thank you. You bring voice to our community. You historically, your family has been here. You know intimately the issues, and this radio show. I mean, you really are the voice of the people. And so I thank you for bringing light to that. Well, thank you. I appreciate that because this radio station is designed for us. Mm -hmm. It's not a Bobby Eaton thing. It's a we thing, you know, and everybody in the community can come in here no matter what your status is. That's right. I don't look at people's statuses. Mm -hmm. You can be an attorney, a judge, Mm -hmm. an elected official, or you can be a homeless person or single parent mom or anything like that that, you know, when you come in here, you're coming in here for the community. Speaking of that homeless community and those that you just mentioned, we, after COVID-19 hit and everybody's in like a shelter in place, we are providing food every day of the week. Yeah, you told me that, man. For anybody who so wants please, a need, who needs a meal, anybody huh? Anybody who wants a meal, 
No questions asked. We don't care about personal information. I don't allow, well, even when the news cameras come, I don't allow them to film people's face. Yeah. Because to me, that's everybody should have their own dignity. Right. And it, it may be me one day, God mm-hmm. forbid, that needs to have a hand. I don't mm-hmm. want my face plastered over somebody. Man, I can understand. I, I, and so every day, the Lord says we have food. And it's really just what Greenwood always has done. After the massacre, we helped ourselves. You know, we had to provide for ourselves. And so after this disaster, uh, we, we opened up our church doors and thank God for some community partners that have helped. And so we we encourage anybody every day, every day. Nobody should go. If they, if they go without anything, it shouldn't be food mm-hmm. in Greenwood or in North Tulsa because we are open every day for the people. Yeah. Yeah. You can eat here. Yeah. One thing you can do is <laughs> you can find your meal you here in Tulsa and yeah. black Tulsa. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to be able to eat. And so, the, the no need excuse. is so great. Though. Mm-hmm. We see so many homeless. And now in the past recent days, it hasn't just been homeless. It's been you know, your professional people yeah. who, who because they may have been laid off, I'm talking about like nurses who worked for dentists or who, oh, she like, waved her hand. Yeah, like, I'm coming tomorrow please, to get something to please, eat because please. I don't feel like cooking. And that, too. I mean, you, you got a lot of things on your plate now. Yeah. Um, we have every, it's cross racial, economic, educational lines. We, we give it, and the food is good. Like mm-hmm. we, I don't believe in muzzling the ox while they tread the grain. So the volunteers who help serve, they eat too. Man, I'm gonna come and down there and give me a plate. Come on, man. Come on. In <laughs> fact, yes, I can sir. bring you yours if you want. Oh some. yeah, I man, bring me one. I'm gonna eat it. You know, I'm gonna tell my dad too. Man, they got. But Pastor Turner, you said something very, very, very profound that a lot of these food people that are serving food, like you just said, mm-hmm. you don't ask for any names. You don't ask for addresses. You don't mm-hmm. ask for any of that. No. But a lot of the people, a lot of the organizations that receive food from the food bank mm-hmm. here, that's what they have to do. Yeah. And that, and that kind of takes away the, the dignity exactly. of that. And I, I mean, to me, they're just like, wow, amazing that your, your church is doing that. You're sending it's it's like you're not taking that away from people no. standing in line. Let me get no. your name. Where do you live? Mm-mm. And you know, I don't know if you get, some places they make you they'll, they'll pray first before they give you food, food. that kind of no. thing. Right. You and just, I'm just like, you have no, no idea no. how. Uh, you probably do because you said, but for me, it's just like wow. Yeah. That is just a that is a blessing. It's amazing, man. That is awesome. It's a blessing, like Sherry said, that you're able to even do that. Yeah. You know, to be able to people come in. And what time do you start serving? It depends on the day. So on, today, on the days today we did it at lunchtime. Lunchtime. Mm-hmm. Um, tomorrow it'll be in the evening, like around this time. Okay. Uh-huh. Certain times. So. Tomorrow, yes, yes. And so, but it's just something, Miss Sherry, uh, that it's just been raised in me. You know, my mom or grandma, when they would fix a plate for somebody, I, I, I just dropped it off. I didn't right. ask any questions. She would just right. say, take this, take this flower down to so-and-so. That was yeah. the village. You know, yeah. and I would yeah. do it. You know, right. I, it's not my job to know why she needs it. Right. Just just take it. And right. So just having that mantra, even when Hurricane Katrina happened in New Orleans, went down there and just saw people just suffering and just wanting to help. And there's no questions asked because right. when you're going through a calamity, you the last want... thing you want to do Hello? is have to explain who you are and what you are. Because but for the grace of God, there go I. Right. I could be needing right. Uh, right. some assistance. And you don't, people should always, people should never 
lose their dignity in the process of getting some assistance. Right. I just don't believe in that. Right. Some people would rather go without than to lose Hello? their dignity. We'll do with that. Some yeah. people will do with we'll that. Do without. Like, forget it. That's I don't right. even want to bother. That's right. Yeah. And, you know, you got to serve. That's right. Amen. It's all about serving, you know, giving, yeah. giving, giving. And when you're able to do that, you feel good. You know, uh, uh, one or two Saturdays ago when we were passing out those school supplies, yeah. it was a lady who drove up. And she had three kids in the back seat, you know, and she was in the thing. And so we said, ma'am, how many kids? She said, three for three kids. So we just gave her a whole mm. lot of stuff. And she says, thank you, Mr. Eden, and started crying. <laughs> really, she literally started crying. Thank wow. you, Mr. Eden. I just really appreciate what you're wow. doing. I couldn't, have, I couldn't have bought all this stuff. I couldn't have done it in the kids. Thank you, Mr. Eden. Thank yeah. you. Man, I was just so teared up touches you yeah, man i was just so touched up you know by something like that and don't you get more of a blessing well and i in my case when i do it i, I get more satisfaction oh man I than think, them than, uh, really because all yeah. they get is a play but i get a feeling of like man i actually helped some i was actually useful that's what i that's what it is you know in somebody's life today like, i took my life mm-hmm. and Gave it to somebody yeah. else you know even with all of this going on that's right i still i gave it to somebody because I know God gonna take care of Amen. It, you know Amen. what I mean so at the same time so when you do stuff like that and you give and you help and you invest in people yes. and, you, and you're not re- really a selfish type minded person mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's all about me 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 mm-hmm. me 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 it's about we 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 That's we right. then you can get some results man of satisfaction and peace and right now it's so needed because oh, these people's stimulus checks have not arrived yet people yeah they haven't haven't got on unemployment yet and people are really hurting it they, this thing has really hurt people and especially in a place like north tulsa we already don't have any grocery stores mm-hmm. for people to get fresh it's killing from. us so if you if the only place you can go is quick trip is to get to get you something. They to making eat. money. Number they one, <laughs> hey, right up here, Pine and Peoria. That's right. It's the number one That's quick right. trip. And so it's number wow. one, people still need nutritious mm-hmm. meals. I found that right. out. And thank God the schools have something for the children, but the elderly, you know, need some assistance also. Right. The children's parents need some assistance right. also. Mm-hmm. And a lot of businesses here in Tulsa shut down at six o'clock. See, six o'clock, everything is closed down. You just got a few things, maybe like uh, Lowe's, mm-hmm. you know. Even Home Depot closed down at six. So, and like you said, you only have Quick Trip to go shop to go grab anything or something like that, and then fast food drive-throughs or something like that. But that's it's so sad. It is very sad. So sad, you know. So, I don't know, man. We gotta overcome this. We gotta uh, serve our people and and work with each other, you know, in a time of crisis, because that's what we're called to do. That's right. You know, so if you're not doing your part, then shame on you. Shame on you. I mean, you got to get out and go get some food. Yeah. You (laughs) You can't just stay in the house and not eat. You can't. You know, how you going to, you got a woman got three, four kids in the house and she going to just stay off in there. She got to get out and go find something to eat. See, that's where the, we have to really rethink this whole process because, we're supposed to be like a shelter in place type of situation, mm-hmm. but people don't, people still don't quite understand how this is being spread. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we want to say contact and they're, they're trying to say, 
you know, body body fluids, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But this virus floats in air. And when you're speaking, just having a conversation here to here, small microscopic fluids are being transmitted between the two of you. So people don't quite get the science of it all and can be exposing themselves to the virus. And in Tulsa, we really are not, I mean, we have things shut down, but we really aren't shut down like other places are. We are so not prepared. We don't have the resources that we need to fight this disease. And I say that starts from the top, from the White House. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, we just don't have it. I, I don't know any person in North Tulsa that that has been able to get tested. Mm-hmm. We don't have the testing. We don't have the mask. We don't have the gloves. No. We don't have nothing. So, and then we have a high rate of diabetes and asthma right. and all kind of health issues. That's so right. our immune system is a little weaker That's right. than a lot of people. So we don't have all of that. So when something like this comes down. It affects the African-American community. Big time. Big time. Because look, we're the ones who are dying. Yes, sir. And we can't afford to have death, man, amongst our people, especially our black men. They say black men are are the the number number one. one. If you lose your black men. Brother, hmm. brother, you don't know how true you are. I just got information today. um, Somebody's near and dear to me um, doesn't live in Tulsa. One of my fraternity brothers, he had got contracted with the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Uh, my age, you right. know, and thankfully he's overcome it. But uh, black men are really, and, and we're, you know, if you have to go to the grocery store, the male of the house is probably going to be the one to go. Um, uh, he, he got it. He got it. He, he was doing social distancing, but like you said, it's in the air. It's in the air. It's in the air. So no matter where you go, you can run into it. Exactly. One of my... you, know, you can run into it. You can touch something. You can just touch a. Like like Quick Trip, for example, I was talking to them up there, and I said, wow, all these people coming in and grabbing them handles, grabbing those gas pumps, and yeah. things like that. If you don't have gloves or anything on, you can easily just contract, easily. You contract and just like that. Easily, just face. like that. You can have a mask on. If you don't have no gloves on, yeah. you can you can still contract it, yeah. you know? So yeah. if you're touching your face, you know, uh, those workers up there at Quick Trip, I said, well, you guys don't have masks. Hmm. Are no gloves, and they just working freely up there, but they're young. And that's, you know, a lot of young people feel like they. Twenty-two-year-old to pass last. Week. Yeah, I know from Quick Trip. Yeah, yeah, I know because of. I mean, you walk in there and you see people, and I mean, people are putting themselves at risk. And then when we talk about the health disparities and how these health disparities make your situation worse. Yeah. You know that that's the part that. We are not connecting. You may have a young black male, or you just may have any male that may have had any type of lung issues, mm-hmm. and they necessarily may not necessarily be asthma or COPD. Let's say you got into a gunfight or someone's doing and this is real, mm-hmm. and that one that scar tissue in your lung, that virus can get around there and just like make you feel like you want to die. Or if you just get incarcerated, like there's so many cases of people in jail. Who oh, in prison, the prison system. Coronavirus. Right, oh, because yes. they're on top of each other because they're trying to save space. Every yeah. day. Yeah. yeah. And now they're it. starting to release them. And where are they going to go? 
That's right. Back and out here. Back, right. at, back out here. Uh, uh, think, about the home, think about the homeless people who have it, oh, who man. are walking all around in our communities right. who have who have that disease and yeah. not aware of it, and they're not going to go to the doctor. Mm-hmm. They're not going to tell they anybody anything. They don't have access to They don't have access. They don't have access. That's what I was saying about we need resources here in North Tulsa because we have a huge number of homeless oh, man. population. We and do. We, I get it. I get why places are closed, but uh, God kind of put it on my heart to still serve and be a resource. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Same thing. Um, and cause, and I, I consider the work of the body uh, as essential, you know, um, and people still need to eat. Um, and if the liquor store can stay open. Oh my God! I did not well, realize I they were the considered worship. essential. I was just yeah, they're considered exactly. essential. Well, they sell they sell potato chips and peanuts and all that a, stuff in there, and food, essential. a few little snack products. You know, I'm and I'm like essential, <laughs> essential. <laughs> you know, edible items. Wow. A few little, I'm like, please, some peanuts. But the liquor store and the marijuana man can, can stay, stay open. Stay open. Those marijuana men, those dispensaries are packed yes. full of people. Every day. Mm-hmm. And we can't see through that. Yes. You know, we have a hard time. We don't need to get high. <laughs> like the Surgeon General we told you, stop we drinking and smoking. We don't need yeah. to be drinking and smoking <laughs> and all of that. We but don't need no more. We need to stay sober-minded. Sober-minded oh, as much God. as we can. This, this world we live in, we need to stay sober-minded. Yeah. We do. We really do. We don't need to slow down. No, we you don't. Know, and chill out. No. You know, we got too much work to do. Okay, so, okay, I'm going to play devil's advocate when we say we don't have the resources here. We have two clinics. One on, we have, I mean, oh, major boy. clinics where funds have been, you know, yeah. put funds in your community to build this clinic, but yet the clinic doesn't necessarily serve our exactly. community. Your own and then right. the one out north, I mean, I drove, I drove into the parking well, lot help to you ask, are you doing mm-hmm. COVID testing? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. You're talking about Tisdale it. out there? Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm talking about the county. Tulsa oh, Tulsa County. County, Hel- county out at the health yes, department they out were there. doing testing, but you had to make all of these phone calls and you had to set an appointment. Mm-hmm. You've already can even get to, to, to get a test. Wow. Okay. I was tested, Pastor. Really? I, yeah, exactly. You're the first person I met. Exactly. Well, tell them, really? tell them your story. Really? Well, it was only because the person that worked in the doctor's office, and we have a relationship. Really? And I explained to her what was going on and what I was coming from. Okay. And she was like, oh, yeah, we definitely need to get you tested. Because I'm, I'm a nurse, and oh, I was good. getting ready well, to go into Well, you should be some... tested anyway. Yeah, yeah but, right, exactly. But I think about other folks, not if so, I had. As a nurse, you don't automatically get tested? Nope. Nope. They don't automatically you're not, test if nurses? You're not, if you're not experiencing any symptoms, but you're not still, running any They should fever. do that anyway. That you're a nurse. Yeah. You're a nurse. You're a yeah. medical profession. You no, know. no, no, no. no. That unless, is crazy. Unless you're exhibiting symptoms it and da 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 But when, when I explained to her what I was coming from mm-hmm. and going into, she was like, well, yeah, you probably need to get tested. So the, and, and the clinic was closed. Mm. So the doctor came out. With her jacket on backwards, one of them, one of those blue bonnets, looking like the cafeteria line yeah. worker, yeah, and her glasses and some gloves. No other protection than that because they had no protection. She oh, had a little mask, so that's what they were afraid of. And she was just shaking. I oh, was because I had to do it myself. I had to get my own nasal swap myself. But 
they haven't given any more tests simply because they don't have the equipment That's right. to serve the people. My personal doctor, who's African-American, has not, he's ordered tests. So mm-hmm. I call him to get tested, mm-hmm. right? He says, Pastor, I have ordered tests from the supplier. Yes, I, am I am not able mm-hmm. to get them. Right. What kind of sense does that make? They, they tell them they're on, the they're on back order. So can you imagine all the primary care physicians that are in the Tulsa area that have pretty much shut down their clinics because they do not have the PPE equipment to service their clients? And if that is not a problem with leadership, I don't know what is. If the fact that nurses who are on the front lines cannot just automatically get tested, the fact that you have to be exhibiting sickness or illness almost at the point of death before you can get tested is a problem. Right. This is America. We're supposed to be the richest country on the face of the earth, and we can't even get a test for one of the most deadly diseases we've seen in 100 years. Wow. I okay. think I think our healthcare system sucks. It's broken. <laughs> and but I just think it's, I mean, really, it's I just think it's, it's, it is. It, just, it is. Uh, you got you got countries like Canada and stuff. They got it going on. Yeah. You know because what I mean? Because they took the politics fact, and the money out of it. Eden, they, they, there you go. We need now to share, change it. it. We need to change it. We need to stop calling it healthcare. It's hospice care. <laughs> it's hospice care. <laughs> we only care about you if you're about to die. Exactly. That's we it. just watch you die. Watch you die. Hospice care. If COVID-19 has not taught me anything, it's taught me that we don't have a health care system. We have a hospice care system. Mm-hmm. But you're not even getting hospice care. <laughs> I mean, they literally, before it really started hitting home, mm-hmm. what they would do, they would send people would go to the hospital and they would say stuff like, well, you have pneumonia. We're going to send you home and you just shelter in place for 14 days. Wow. That was it. At least that with the hospital, it. they watch you. At least with hospital, yeah, they'll call if you want. Yeah, running. they will. You know, if your oxygen level going down, you're getting ready to die, we'll come by and hold your hand on the way out. But that's what I feel like they're doing to our community. They're just watching us die. Yeah. Because until we, can, we can't get tested until we almost about to die. I got to go see a man that mm. he tested positive for pneumonia. And you got to go see him? Yes, tomorrow. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, what I'm going to do, what I'm going to do, what I'm going to do, how I'm going to do. How I'm going well, I'm to I'm do it, but trust me. <laughs> you know, you know, it's funny. My heart goes. Yeah. It's just like, because this man has all, I'm like, everything could possibly be wrong with him is wrong with him. Mm-hmm. And then he just leaves the hospital with pneumonia, a diagnosis of pneumonia. And that's what they And now you got to go see him. And now, gotta, now gotta I got to go see him. But you know what? This feet. is a result of decades of tightening your budget. Um, trying to lower or get rid of all the taxes, uh, couldn't couldn't rich people's taxes. So now when you have it's a money. calamity like this, mm-hmm. America doesn't have the money. Right. Mm-hmm. They had to pass a trillion dollar budget stimulus bill just to give folks twelve hundred dollar checks. Yeah. But pass, in other look, countries they give two three thousand dollars. Pass the mm-hmm. let me let me tell in you. Other, in other countries. Pass, in other countries. Pass, yeah. Pass but let me tell you. Let me tell you. <laughs> she said, pass, let me tell you. <laughs> the money is all about the money. It is. Okay. It That's is it. all about the money. And what's happened, what they do is they pass that trillion dollar um um budget. Mm-hmm. But Five hundred thousand dollars of it is five hundred billion yeah, million. billion is going million. to five, Fortune five hundred com- companies, big boys, 
300 and something is going to small businesses. Yeah. Another 300, which put them together is like six, seven, five, 600 million. You read million that on dollars. our last show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's going to these entities and only 560 million billion dollars are going to the people. Healthy. So when you put those, when you put it in perspective, it's like we still ain't getting still nothing. Ain't getting the companies and, 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 and the states, it's and I'll, for health care, right. And you know what? This stimulus mess, I want you guys not to get so excited over this I'm little, this little $1,200 stimulated. check. But it's stimulating you them. Know, they right, right. stimulated. This little, little $1,200 check. That's what it's Everybody, wait. Oh, man, I can't they wait get till I get my check. By the time you pay your mortgage or your rent or your you're car still behind. and everything and your bills, yeah. you're still behind. No, you, no, yeah, you can't I wanna, pay your bills. You can I, pay two bills. Two bills, that's it. Exactly. But mm-hmm. I want to say something. To all the individuals, black or white, who get that check, you cannot say a thing against reparations mm-hmm. from this day forward. Mm-hmm. Because what is this stimulus check but repair for the damage that COVID-19 has caused, caused the economy. on right. the economy? Now, talk on that right. because you've been an advocate. Yeah, you you've been down a city hall. You you down there, from yes. man, with a megaphone, and you yeah. tell them. So reparations, man. Talk yeah. a little bit about that. It's man. basically what we are trying to get in the mail right now: the stimulus check, which is we both agree is not half enough of what it should be, but it is simply atonement or repair from harm or an offense. Right, we just celebrated Resurrection Sunday, Easter mm-hmm. on Sunday. Uh, Christians all across the world did. Christians believe we believe that the blood of Christ, the death of Christ, was an atonement for our sins. It, it repaired the offense that the sin that we do to God did. That that atonement was in repair for the damage we caused God. Right, mm-hmm. because right. God is holy, God is righteous, and That's we right. deal with sin. Mm-hmm. And so that blood of Jesus, Christians believe, atones for or repairs that relationship. It reconciles us back to God. Reparations, politically, the same thing. It is an atonement or repair for damage or harm done to a people. Who would disagree that slavery did not damage or harm hmm. African Americans? Mm. Nobody with yeah. a brain would disagree. Exactly. Still damaging. Mm-hmm. Who would disagree that the race massacre of 1921 did not harm or damage those people who were killed, those people who lost businesses and trade, who lost churches? Now, who would say that they were not harmed? Nobody with the brain. So if we can agree that the damage has been done, the harm has occurred, the offense mm-hmm. has occurred, why can't especially Christians, so-called Christians, mm-hmm. agree that reparation should be done. And that's why I say people are just disingenuous and they shouldn't say a word about speaking against reparations if they cash that check from the government because they are receiving reparations from the the harm that COVID-19 has caused on our economy. So the, that's on the economy. That's not even on the individual. Exactly. That's not even on the people who died. And so I always tell people that this country never has had a problem with reparations in principle, because no. we gave it to the Confederate South. We did. We gave it to the slave owners. They got reparations mm-hmm. when when Abraham Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation. But they he got had reparations too. Exactly. It's a whole. That's a whole another conversation. Yeah, right. But all these folks, the British gave reparations to the slave owners. Um, 
Um, we gave reparations to Japanese Americans. Yeah. Germany gave reparations to the Jews, Germany. and all that stuff. Everybody's got it. Everybody. Every, everyone everybody. got and reparations. And I support what they did to the Japanese Americans. They should have given reparations. They should have given the Jews reparations for the Holocaust. That was terrible. But the, my issue is, if everybody else can get it, Native Americans. Native. Oh yes, they, oh, they yeah, Native Americans. Oh yeah. If everybody else can get it, why can't African Americans? So it, 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 leads, it leads me to believe. This country does not have a problem with the principle of reparations, only the practice of it as it relates to being given to black people. Oh, every day. And that's that's proof positive that America is still a racist nation. It is racist. But but like getting back to what we're just talking about in this virus, it's obvious that you it's still a racist nation Mm -hmm. simply based upon the care. The health disparities that people experience on a day to day, all of a sudden it's like, ooh, the health disparity. It's been that way. This <laughs> exactly. ain't new. Yeah, it's not nothing. This is exactly. not new. Exactly. So now all of a sudden you see that, and we can no longer let, we can no longer sit and let this happen in our nation. Like, mm-hmm. okay, let's see. Let's just, it's almost like we still, let's wait and see. Because exactly. we still waiting to see, like you say, get some darn tests. Waiting to see. <laughs> and, and, and it's such a struggle when we're only. <laughs> 14% of the United States hmm. of America. And you're making That's up it. almost 15 14, of the you know, and exactly. we're fighting and struggling and stuff like that. And they put these different things on us like welfare. Are they on welfare? We're only 14% of U.S. Exactly. Who's really on welfare? The we know who's on welfare. Yeah. All the people what? Yeah, who's really benefactor welfare and affirmative action? Affirmative action. White 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 women. women. White women. If you go down to Vernon Manor and Mm -hmm. and command right now, right now, you're gonna see tons of white females and males uh, living in the projects and things like that over there. You know where it wasn't like that before, Mm -hmm. but now you can't go down Peoria without seeing a ton of. because uh, they closed down people. Sandy Park and they tra- they moved they people moved from up. Sandy Park over, over there. here and moved people here out south. That's yeah, they why did. 51st and Peoria, 51st and Peoria, 61st uh, all yeah, of mm-hmm. They shipped all Come of on. us over there and yeah. brought them over here. Yeah. It's like, but we're not supposed to see that. Oh no, you you just don't suppose and, to have sense enough to do that. And if you do, it's like, oh no, that's not what we're. And doing. you know, that's we got a happen. strong, we got a strong sense of mental health. Yeah. Mental health. Right here in North Tulsa, a lot of people walk in these streets. They need help. A lot of these people, a lot of people drive in these streets and they right, right. They need, they need help too. Okay, and it ain't like they probably. Yeah. Your so environment dictates hard. your mental health. It does, and you know, and whenever you got a people who are depressed mm-hmm. and oppressed, mm-hmm. and they just don't have any sense of hope. Yes. Man, that's what you get. That's, that's why you can get. tell them anything, and they just keep going because they got to go to work and pay these bills and that's stay right. focused on them bills. When you stay focused on your grind, there is no way for you to participate that's right. in what you're talking about. You want to help if, somebody. If you don't have a grind, mm. <laughs> you're just walking around mm. these streets. Like a, I see a lot of brothers walking around the streets. They don't have a grind. They don't have anything. They just kind of like riding bicycles, yeah. you know, hanging out at the car washes, uh, just different things like that. And you try to encourage them yeah. and tell them about some good stuff and some programs. I'm always trying to lead a brother to somewhere. Just this past Saturday, I had a couple of drug addicts and alcoholics mm-hmm. stop by here because they wanted to talk to a brother about how, how to clean up. Yeah. You know, and you got to give them the resources because some of them just don't know. They don't. They don't know where to go, who to talk to. That's so awesome that you do that because, as you stated, mental health is such a big issue. And unfortunately, our health care system, which I now call hospice care system, (laughs) it it doesn't allow for people 
to be able to see the doctor when they need to. Oh, man. Do, and do you, I mean, do you know how long the average wait time is to see a doctor? Ooh. And now, so what it is, if you have a problem, if you're stressed, it's easy for you to go to the liquor store and buy a fifth of liquor. About a bottle then of it crown, is, go, to doctor, go to your doctor, doctor and, 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 and don't even mention a psychiatrist. Right. It's easy for you to go to the <laughs> took me to the wheat. I mean, to the dope man, or yeah, the weed right. man, the dispensary, all those, yeah. and get you an ounce and right. smoke it. Right. Versus waiting to get to a psychiatrist. Professional. And help. You, get some professional help. Right. So what we have done now as a community, because we have not had access to healthcare, it's not just enough to have health insurance. You got to have access to access. healthcare. We self medicated. Mm-hmm. So we drinking, hey, we smoking. Ain't no need to going down there. I'm gonna go ahead and drink I'm a, one yeah, up. I'm exactly. One up. Exactly. You know, and, and men already so don't like going to the doctor because I'm from Tuskegee. They did the right. Tuskegee syphilis study. Oh, oh for right. sure. Well, they gave syphilis to black men, and, and why? We, we hadn't forgotten about that. And watched them suffer. And the only reason they stopped was when somebody leaked it to the Washington Post. It started in 1932 and ended in 1972 in the very hospital I was born in in 1982 mm. and infected black men with syphilis and watched them suffer. I and remember that. So that's why black men don't like going to the doctor. Yeah. And they told them that they had bad blood. Mm-hmm. kind of sense does that make? So we have, as, to your point. One thing, we're not going to go to the doctor. No. No, we don't And do we it. still have mental illness and other mm-hmm. issues, but we self-medicate. That's right. We self-medicate. And we work. And it's not good, we, but it's a fact. And we, even, we work through the pain. Mm-hmm. We, a black, a black pain. man will work through the pain. He could be on his job doing some, some labor. Yeah. And something going on with his body, and he won't tell nobody. Nobody. He'll just work through the pain. He'll tell his wife or his significant other. Or but even if they do, or his girlfriend. <laughs> but here's the thing about health care and us, period. Mm-hmm. Not only is it access, but once you even get into the hospital or the doctor's office, you still have to deal with that brace of yes, ma'am. And and I mean, I've I've known women that are like doctors themselves, and will have people, you know, tell them certain things. It's like you you what you know doesn't even make sense. Mm-hmm. So you almost have to advocate for yourself. Absolutely. If even when you do have the knowledge, like okay. This is what goes on with me, yeah. and this is what's going on with me. Women have lost babies, lose babies in the hospital because you have someone that's biased about absolutely care. i have I, I've talked to several mothers, and one of the things that they share with me, even when they are pregnant yes. Lassiter, they go into their Lassiter. doctor and the before their doctor even asks them about how they're feeling or how the baby is in the womb, they want to talk about. Um, playing parenthood for the future, not having yeah, another child. Like right. they almost don't want our women to even produce children anymore. You know, so you, so what kind of birth control do you want? Or you know, how are you going to make sure you don't have any more kids? I right. Mean, who has to answer those type of questions? We Why do. are you pregnant? We do. Why are you pregnant? We do. That's sickness. But that is the, but that right there is a part of the disparities and the type of care that you get when you're in a hospital. Wow. Right, I'm, I'm going to take it to the next level. I'm in the hospital. I'm caring for somebody that looks like you. Mm-hmm. And your pain may sound like aggression to this other nurse mm. because you may be mo- you The way you deal with your pain, you moaning and mm, mm. They, they don't even want to come see yourself. No, no, wow. no, so no, no, no. You will see it. It's a whole new ball game. Mm. Even if you get in there, well, even they're with still. Healthcare. You, you, still, you all my life I had to fight. 
Even when you're sick in the hospital, there's some things you still got to deal with. So unless you have a family member there that's Mm -hmm. knowledgeable and is really willing to check them, because even if you check them, they will call security on you sometimes and have you escorted up out of there if you're too much. That's the way they go, huh? Yeah. So it's it's a fight. It is a a real struggle. This is just the first part that they've talked about. Mm -hmm. So when those people that are in there right now, let's say they have to get a vent and we only have three vents, well, let's see who we're going to put on. What? Y'all have to... They say they have priorities, okay? Uh-huh. Hello? See how many people die? We not a priority. Okay. We've never been a priority. Ever. They never. Have, they're supposed to have like a process that we're going to do this, we're going to mm-hmm. do this, based upon this, we'll put this person here, we'll put this person here. Y'all still not watching the big picture. I'm, I'm telling mm. you how wow. these things go down. So That's so crazy. That is. You know, we always got the back end and the brunt. And the butt of all of the situations that take place, mm-hmm. we're always on the back end. So when they start know? talking about, they talk about the health, they're saying health disparities. That's why so many black men are dying. Da, 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 da. They're on the ventilator. They're dying. They try to, once you're on a ventilator, they have to try to take you off the ventilator. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Either way, one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Either way. So they want to wean So you, you. can they breathe on your down, own, so you're right? breathing on your own. Mm-hmm. So if you have these other health disparities, mm-hmm. okay, that's going to complicate things. Mm-hmm. Well, the odds of him getting off is this, this, this. Well, the odds of this. Well, let's try. And they're talking to families. Wow. So they haven't even they haven't even addressed that. They're just, they're just talking about the disparities. So that's the other kicker behind this. You're not trying to. I'm not trying to put it out there for people like oh they're just trying to kill it. But this is real yeah. talk. It is. This is real talk. Just like, for example, ICU, mm-hmm. um, pediatric, pediatric ICU, infants and whatnot, neonatals is what yeah. I'm trying to get at. The strongest, the highest survival rate for preemies are black females. Mm. The, the largest number of survivors <laughs> coming preemie babies are black females, and that's been documented as such. Wow. I'm not making this up. I have a friend of mine, she's like, whenever I have to do that rotation, uh-huh. she was like, please let it be a little black girl. Please let it be a black girl. You know, my god sister, she was premature. And she's, a, of course, a black female. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So when you think about those odds and you have a, a child, mm-hmm. you know, it costs. The cost of the cost of a child being premature, mm-hmm. you're talking about the hundreds of thousands of dollars. That's not cheap. Mm. That is not cheap. So when you look at, you know, you talk about infant mortality mm-hmm. rates and all Absolutely. of that, and infant mortality rates for our children compared to other kids, that kind of thing. Very high. All of this, all of this plays, all of it has a role. So we can't just say health disparities and blame it on hypertension, diabetes, oh, yeah. obesity, and stuff like that. No. Okay. But once you get in there, what are you doing for me? Exactly. So those are the things that we... Yeah, well... We got a lot of stuff going on right here, you know, and uh, we need to wake up. That's right. Open up the eyes and look at what's going on. Because you losing your black brothers, that Hello. means the race is going to decrease. That's right. You know, it, <laughs> think about it. You Big know. time. Big time. Well, hey, we're on the Bobby Eaton Show where we tell our stories our way. And uh, we got Pastor Robert Turner in the house, Sherry Lasky here as well. 
take a little break, and we're going to come right back. So we want you to kind of stick around. Dial a number, 918-856-3873. Again, that number is 918-856-3873. Talk to Pastor Turner. And uh, we're going to take a break, like I said, and we're going to be right back.
Hey, this is Ralph Johnson of Earth, Wind, and Fire, and whenever I'm in Tulsa, I'm tuning in to KBOB 89.9 on the FM. Black Power. This is the Prince of Pan-Africanism, Dr. Umar Johnson. Whenever I'm in Tulsa, Oklahoma, I'm listening to The Bobby Eaton Show, 89.9 FM KBOB, for news, information, and critical analysis. The Bobby Eaton Show, that's where Dr. Umar hangs out. Ladies and gentlemen, the all-new... KBOB 89.9 FM, Black on Black Community Radio. Ah, uh, yeah, that's KBOB 89.9 here on your FM dial, Blog Talk Radio, in the studio, Pastor Turner from the historical uh, Vernon AME Church. He's in here giving up some of these knowledge. So where do we go from here, man? Where are we at? I mean, what, what point are we at? What do you think we need to start doing to... Bring about awareness. I think things such as your show are vitally important. Um, I believe another thing that's needed in addition to things like your show is our people need to have a greater appreciation of who they are um, as a people. Uh, That means, you know, learning about your history, uh, appreciating who God made you to be, um, and knowing that we are human and citizens and we are made in the image of god the imago deo and i think far too many of us have resigned ourselves to not just second class treatment but third and fourth class treatment and i think that that's a part that's part and parcel of uh how some of us have a sense of low self-worth um that we just allow things to happen and we're not outraged. Mm-hmm. You know, if we if put to put to put that into context, if the rest of the country had any of the statistics that we have as a community, it would be a state of emergency all the time. If the country had the same unemployment rate that African Americans had, it'd be a state of emergency. If the country had the state of incarceration rate that we have, it would be a state of emergency. If the if the country's children average the same test scores that our children average, it would be a state of an emergency. But when you walk around, it seems as though there is no state of emergency for ourselves. And that, to me, is a problem. We should not have to wait for other people to give attention to our crisis. So is a miseducation of our people not having good information and knowledge and knowing what to do and when to do it, you know, because a lot of times, I mean, we just wash our troubles away. We do. We do. And I think that washing our troubles away has, has kind of contributed to us growing numb to our own problems. Mm -hmm. So there's a sense now in America and the world of people just growing desensitized Mm -hmm. to black suffering. Mm -hmm. So if I see black people or black children, um, who are gone missing or who 
have been shot, a black man killed by the police, that doesn't strike me to the core as it would a white person was gone missing a shot. Um, we have more sentiment, uh, our sensibilities for animals than we do African Americans. Wow. Michael Vick got sent to prison right. for two years. Yeah, Michael Vick did. Over right. a dog. Oh. Mm-hmm. And George Zimmerman never saw a day in jail. <laughs> right. For right. killing a black man in cold blood. We and and and, and uh, the country Betty, I mean, Betty Shelby. I Betty Shelby mm-hmm. never saw a day in jail. Right? And so we have grown desensitized to black suffering. And I think that we I, there are certain things uh, Brother Eden, that I pray I never get used to, and I, I don't want to ever get used to suffering from anybody. Mm-hmm. And 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 I hope I never get used to suffering from my own people seeing it. And so I'm as outraged by what happened here in 1921 as I as I was about what happened in New York City on September 11, 2001. Right. You know, mm-hmm. uh, to me, I can be just as uh, frustrated or upset about what happened in the World Trade Towers in in 2011. As I am about what happened here in 1921. Yeah, sometimes we uh, want to, in our country, want to forget. Yes. About that. Well, that was back then. That was yes. way back. Why are we still talking about that back then? But that back then still exists today. Yes. Because airplanes are used to terrorize America in September 11, 2001. But the first time airplanes are used to terrorize Americans mm-hmm. happened right here, May 31st right. through June the 1st. Of 1921. That's true. And if we can be outraged over what happened on 9/11, if we can be outraged what happened at Pearl Harbor because that happened right um, by the Japanese, mm-hmm. why can't we be outraged by what happened here in 1921? Because when you really look at it, it was outright murder. It was outright murder. Out, straight murder, attempted man. genocide. And mm-hmm. we went to war for what happened in 9/11. Mm-hmm. We went to to Afghanistan. We went to. Iran, Iraq. Iraq. We killed Saddam Hussein and his two sons. That's true. We killed Osama bin Laden. We still over there in Afghanistan yeah. right now. Right. We re- even after that, we are bullies though, of the world, man. Even after we destroyed them, guess what? We rebuilt Built Afghanistan. It. That rebuilt that. The people who destroyed the World Trade Towers, we come back. We destroyed them, right? Mm-hmm. We still fight Al Qaeda, and then we rebuild. Their, their country, community. but right. we can't do reparations. We went and bombed Japan in Hiroshima because they dropped the bomb in Pearl Harbor, right? And we said you can't have another military, right? Yes, we did Japan. We rebuilt Real. Japan. Yeah, we did. And and they military. dropped the atomic bomb, and mm-hmm. we are their military, right? But for the very first time, the airplanes are used to terrorize Americans. Right Happened right here in Greenwood so. on black people, and the airplanes are flown by white folks. Mm-hmm. One of the airplanes, according to the Riot Commission report. We're owned by the Sinclair Oil Company. Sinclair. And we have not seen one person arrested for a crime. Not one check of reparations been sent. And not one rebuilding. If we can rebuild the houses and schools of terrorists, why can't you, why can't you rebuild the houses and schools of your own citizens? citizens? We got a problem with racism in America. And see, your passion, your passion is so different and raw. Compared to what we normally, you're, you're. I can tell you're not a pastor. You're not from Tulsa as a pastor. I can tell you and Pastor Goss. The first time I heard Pastor Goss, I was like, he's not from here. Mm-hmm. Okay, so and sometimes the, it takes that, you know. It's the passion because what you're saying. The flip side to that for us has been, 
let's pray and forgive yeah. our trespassers and all of that that goes yeah. along with that. And so, like, you're worked up and you're, and you're passionate <laughs> yeah, about it. The, I can see it. Yeah, I can feel right. it. But we don't do that. When, when Eric Harris mm-hmm. was murdered in the street, mm-hmm. okay, and you see that video and you see what that insurance man did and said, you're like, well, dang. You do the backstory. You still say, dang. Mm. But when people were marching in the street, didn't anybody look like me? And wow. I was in Chicago. Wow. And I that wasn't here at something. that time either. That, that speaks mm. volumes. Only person I saw that I, I remember seeing Dr. Williams, Art Williams. Mm-hmm. on. And I'm in Chicago looking at my TV and I see him, but I'm looking at the majority of the crowd and like, where are the people at? You, mm. We should have been in outrage. Mm. But it's because of our culture here in Tulsa, for me personally, at what I see, we, you know, the things that, do, like, we're very, the last time something happened like that is when Tiffany's brother, Yeah. okay, they the the powers that Terrence be Crutcher. Yeah, Terrence mm-hmm. Crutcher, they the powers that be were like they knew they would be the person like people should have been in the streets breaking this should that should have been it when Bell, Betty did what she did mm-hmm. but it didn't happen. Well, what happens here in Tulsa? I think people uh, will give a good two three weeks of protest. Yeah, we'll do that, and then all of a sudden it just drop off, just mm-hmm. like when the. Uh, the lady up there, June's Beauty yeah. Supply. We'll protest for just a, a mm-hmm. very brief period, mm-hmm. you know, here. And then we go back to our old ways and our old lifestyles. Now, to me, Pastor Turner, you're a different kind of... Your daddy told me that. You're my daddy. See, my, that's why my daddy likes you. <laughs> my daddy, See, my daddy, daddy loves you. He that. say, man, you know, that Pastor Turner, his message, well, his stuff is different. <laughs> and, you know, we got a lot of churches, man, that are We'll pacify our people, mm. and all we'll say is, um, we just gonna, we just gonna turn it over to God. Mm. You know what I mean? But see, they don't realize that God wants you to do some work. That's right. He will W O R K. You know, they That's say right. faith without works That's is right. dead. That's right. You know, so if you ain't doing no work, right. and you just up in the pulpit every That's Sunday right. and just talking and jumping around, hollering and running around the room, because mm-hmm. we're emotional That's people. Right. You know, we're very emotional. That's right. And what are you doing in the community? Yeah. Are you knocking on doors? Are you feeding the homeless That's like right. you're doing yeah. down at Vernon? Yeah. Are you giving back? Can people? Are you approachable? Mm. Do I have to make a an appointment to come see you? That's right. You know, and that's what happens in a lot of our churches. You know, if these pastors would unite and get together and get outside of those walls that's of those right. churches and get out into these communities where these younger people can see them doing work like back in the day when uh, uh, Chappelle mm-hmm. them and Reverend Webb and, and Ben, ben Hill, Hill mm-hmm. and all these uh, B.S. Roberts yeah. and all these iconic black men That's in the right. community, That's you right. could touch them. You could put your hands on them easily, Easy. you know, but we've gotten so much away from that, yeah. you know, and we need to get back to that. That's why when I see a ministry like what you got going on mm-hmm. down at Vernon AME Church, <laughs> you know what I mean? And you just carrying that talk. You be on that corner down at City yeah. Hall. Yeah, you don't sure. care what nobody's yeah. thinking no. or what they think about you being on that corner. Mm-hmm. And if some other pastors would join mm-hmm. you and bring their congregations down there to support the efforts and yeah. what you're doing, yeah. say, hey, man, we can see some growth. That's and right. some stuff taking place, 
and things like that. Well, hey, we got somebody who wants to talk on the line right here. Let's go to the phone lines, and we're going to see exactly what's going on. Area code 539-664. You're on the Bobby Eaton Show. Hey, everybody. This is Christy. How's everybody doing? How are you Hello. doing, Christy? Hey, Christy. How you doing, Miss Christy? Hey. What's up, ma'am? Hey, okay. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, I was just, hey, I, I just had to, I was listening, and uh, I just wanted to, uh, to turn a thank you, thank you for the things you are doing in the community, and, um, you know, there's a lot of people who do need to to eat, <laughs> And, yeah, um, yeah me, I'm one of them. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and one of the things, too, is I really want our people, too, to take this thing seriously because we can talk about disparities all day long, but, but we know right from wrong. And so it's also about educating people, too, about what this virus right. uh, can do. Um, so it's, it's really important that we are social, uh, practicing the social distancing and, and not hanging out, you know, um, with the whole. Even if it's two or three people, sometimes I think that's too much. It's, it's we have to stay home, um, and that's the thing. Go out for essential things that you need, and be careful doing that. Um, there, it was a story of a lady who hadn't went out of her house, but she got COVID. Her husband yeah. was doing the shopping, so you have to wipe off your packages and groceries when you bring them home. Uh, so, you know, a lot of people don't know that because they just don't think about it. Um, you see people eating food with their gloves on, you know, um, touching your mask. So those, you know, people, we need to be educated on how to not cross-contaminate things, um, you know, because a lot of times we just feel protected. It's psychological when you have a mask on and you have gloves on, but you have to have that knowledge about how not to cross-contaminate to keep your family safe. Um, and and one of the things, too, that uh, Bobby was just talking about was, and, and Sherry is talking about um, pastors, and there is, you know, um, really a, a, there's not a lot of pastors that come with that social justice peace to them, you know, um, here in Tulsa, especially the ones that are from Tulsa. Um, that's hard to get. But um, one of the things I, I want to talk about is I was watching Super Soul Sunday <laughs> uh, this Sunday, and there was a lady on there, and she said something that just really got to me. And she said, a lot of us, and I'm not, and I'm not even going to talk about the past, the past we can you know, the pastors can get in on this too, but um, just talking to the people. A lot of us who, you know, claim to be Christian, you choose the part of Jesus that you want. Mm-hmm. A lot of us just want to choose the healer, mm. right? Because it feels good. It feels good to help others. It feels good. You know, and, and, and that's what you do. You you want to feel that. You want to feel good like you've done something uh, yeah. for your soul. But the other part of Jesus, which is one of the most powerful parts to me, is his prophetic truth. Mama. 
And a lot of people don't want to really touch that one because when you talk about Jesus, he was about prophetic truth, and he challenged thinking. He challenged people to change laws. He challenged mindsets. He challenged. He challenged all in prophetic truth. You know, you know, Christy, why are you saying that? That's so true. Because, you know, when you think about Jesus, Jesus had a posse. That's right. <laughs> you know, man, he had his crew with him. His boys was hanging and they were outside of those walls and they was in the streets dealing with prostitutes, uh, drug addicts, single parent mothers, That's homeless right. people. That's what he was doing, those works. And I think a lot of times the body of Christ has been sliced up into so many pieces. You got all these different denominations and all these different uh, uh, what's the word? Well, religious groups. And certain pastors have their own concept of, you know, like right across the street from me, I got a I got a church that has drums and keyboards and singing on Sunday morning. But the other church right across the street, they don't do that at all. You know, so we say, well, who's mm-hmm. right? You know, who's right? Who's wrong? So but we got to get out beside those walls of those churches on just on Sunday morning and Wednesday night Bible study. And get out here in this community right. and give back something to the community. That's right. Do some W O R K work. That's right. That's right. And, and and that's that that's the rarity that we have in pastors like Pastor Turner, who can be the healer and who can also speak prophetic truth. And so that is rare. That is highly rare. And when you get someone like that, a lot of people want to stay away from it, <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. from people like that because they don't have the courage to be that. And it takes courage to be that. And so I just wanted to um, point yeah. that out. Um, and you all stay Thank safe. Thank you for being there, Christy. That's Miss Christy Thank right you. there. Hey. All right. Well, hey, Christy. Thanks for calling in. You know, you you are always welcome to call in and stop by and participate in anything that we got going over here at Eden Media Services. So, hey, we love to hear from you, okay? Thank you. All Thank right. You. Thank you very much. Well, she's so right with that, you know. She is. She's so correct with that information. And I was, as as she was speaking so eloquently, um, and, and I was reminded by what you said, you know, sometimes people... Um, kind of try to hide behind a certain image of of Jesus. They only want the baby Jesus. The ba- right. Uh, <laughs> Not the baby. <laughs> Jesus in the manger. Jesus in the manger, surrounded uh-huh. by donkeys and chickens uh-huh. right, and cows right. and, and wrapped in swaddling right. clothes and the Jesus that can't touch or move or uh-huh. anything. Exactly. Jesus that can't even speak. Just but a baby Jesus. Did he speak as a baby? <laughs> you know, just a baby. Cute little baby. But and he was talking cute, in, cute right? Cute blonde hair baby. Blonde hair you know, baby. Blonde hair blue eyes. Oh he my God. grew up to be a hippie. Looked like Kenny G. Uh, uh, but but the Jesus of the Bible, the historical Jesus, uh, he told his disciples, um, he says that uh, um, now I send you, he said, he who has a money bag, let him take it. And likewise, a knapsack, he who has no sword, let him sell his garment and buy one. But I say to you that that which is written must still be accomplished in me. He was numbered with the transgressors for the things concerning me have an end. So they said, look, Lord, here are two swords. And he said to them, it is enough. So basically, in a time, there is always a time for everything, right? 
um, there's there was a time for people to be, you know, nice and tranquil. Um, but this is a time, and th- Jesus was talking about his a- approaching persecution, a crucifixion. He's saying now oh, it's about to get rough. Okay. Now it's about, it's to, get about to get rough. Before I was with you, right? Mm-hmm. But now it's about to get rough. When you see them starting to attack the righteous. You Wait. better make sure if you, if you don't have a sword, you better go sit you better in your go shirt and buy, buy one. a sword. You better be you ready better make to sure fight. You have some money to be independent. And to me, that's 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 the word for our community now. It's no longer a time for us to be passive and docile. We need to be oh, we need to be independent and we need to have our own defense because they are persecuting our righteous. Now I'm still nonviolent. God knows I am. But I, I also believe in the word of God. But it's, if you, if you I can don't have little, a sword, I can be a little violent. If you don't have a sword, <laughs> but you got to go, go get, get You know, you better sword. go get one. And stand you, better, you better go get And that's yeah. what Jesus said. Mm-hmm. You know, wow. and so people, that, when they quote him, they need to make sure they quote all of him. And but not you're some right. Of him. And in and, and, and times like this, when they are crucifying the righteous, I mean, we they keep, every leader we have had, they've destroyed they him. Killed or tried to. To, to to when you cut off the head, the bo- it's hard for the body to stand. Exactly. You know? exactly. And so we, and think about it, even today, who's our leaders? Who are our, we can say, he the man, mm-hmm. he the woman, That's she right. the woman. Who can you say that? That's right. You can't put nobody, you can't really put, when they knocked off Martin Luther King mm-hmm. and, and Malcolm X mm-hmm. and the, destroyed the Panthers and the SCLC, NAACP, uh, just did away with all of them organizations, right. Urban League, and all that. We just kind of fell back That's to right. the, you know, wayside, and they infiltrated about drugs and crack mm-hmm. and all that into the community. Because we we don't manufacture no, no drugs, no, no alcohol. We, we ain't got no boats and no, no. planes. No, you know, doing any you None know stuff that. like that. Black people don't. We don't have that. None of that. But they destroy us with that poison That's right. that they put in our community. And guess what? The white churches had a gun. They met. Oh, they had the money. But, Smith and Wesson. But they want the black churches to be all docile and meek. Well, y'all yeah. don't worry about it. But when, that's control. Uh, that's that control. They had a shooting in Texas at a church. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Like, I remember. Up, it, yeah. Somebody sitting man on the pool. In there with a gun. Thank you. And I remember. A man. Yeah, I remember. You know, so they already have arms in their church. They already got it. You know, and they they make the gun. They make the gun. They manufacture the gun. But when Dylan Roof come into Mother Emanuel in Charleston, South Carolina, and shoot the place up, we all just needed to give and forgive. They took him to get a hamburger, didn't they? Took the man to get a hamburger. See, see, to get him to get a hamburger. He just committed cold blood murder Mm -hmm. in church. But that's that's going back to what you just said, okay? How you know if you if you if you have a shirt and you don't have a sword, you need to go shit right. sell all your stuff and go get your sword. That's right. But like you said, people aren't making those connections. They're still stuck on you know the meat and all of that and how all of that works. And right now we're in a situation like okay, res- everybody's talking about resurrection, happy resurrection. I'm thinking resurrection of your mind, body, right. and soul at this That's point. Right. You know, I That's had right. the opportunity of living overseas for a little while. And these dates, these dates and times and uh, these holidays that we celebrate here in the United States <laughs> are not right. They are not right. This 365 days that we follow over here, which was set up by the Roman Catholics and Constantine the Great and all of them, they, those men set those, this date 
and stuff for us. You know, the whole even when I I met uh, some people from Egypt and Mm -hmm. other places, and and I got they explained to me. They say, Bobby, you guys have seven days a week over there in America. Said, what does Sunday mean? I couldn't even answer it at the time. What does Monday mean for you? He said, Sunday means sun. Day and he pointed to the sun. Yeah. Monday means moon day. Mm-hmm. And he kept going down. They kept going down the line. And they say your people don't even know that. You don't have that. <laughs> he said, they say they say the, your Bible says keep the seventh day holy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why don't we? Yeah, we college, on, why are we on Sunday? College football. Huh? College football. College football. Man. That's <laughs> I, after I, we can't wait till the game <laughs> come on. We keep our you know drunk. so. There's a lot of things that we have been uh, misinformed. There are books of the Bible, and you know this yeah, yourself, like yeah. the book of Maccabees yeah. and the book of Enoch uh, uh, and yeah, all that, that we don't even practice in our churches. Yeah, that we, yeah. Our churches don't know nothing about them because we only study out of the 66 books yes, sir. You know, that, that were given, given to us. That are printed by who? You print your own stuff? Yeah. 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 So we only got 66 books. That's yeah. all we got. <laughs> well, you know, we didn't get all the rest of the books. We got 66 of them. Yeah. You know, and we practice that. You know, and I understand, you know, because I believe in I believe in Christ, you know, I believe in Jesus, and I believe that, you know, all of that. But at the same time, we need to gather more information. And I know somebody in your listening audience is like, where did he get? Is that in the Bible what Pastor Turner just read? That came out of Luke, the 22nd chapter. There you go. <laughs> Give it to him. So just for you all to know, that came out of Luke. The twenty second chapter. You need to read it again. The third. No, I didn't make that up. No, you didn't. Make- <laughs> the twenty second chapter. You say he made that up. Huh? The thirty fifth through the thirty eighth verse. I promise <laughs> you, if you, if you read it, you'll be blessed. That's a blessing within itself. You Luke twenty two thirty five yeah. through thirty eight. But it is what it is, and we just got to get through this crisis that we got going on right now because I I just really believe life as we once knew it is never going to be the same. It's over. And so for but these, like Pastor was saying, yeah, get your get your swords, get, get your swords, and get, get out and work and, and do what you need to do. And, and that was always, you know, Jesus knew they were coming for him, so he wanted that was the last resort, right? Because he always says those who live by the sword die by the sword, but he wants his children to be prepared yeah. for everything. Yeah. yeah, he do everything, everything. You know, because he knew, because he knew, he exactly. already knew. They about to come kill me. All you know, all great but, men who walked this earth basically kind of know. Mm-hmm. Even Martin, Martin, Martin Luther King, King he, he knew. knew. He knew. He knew. He said it. You know, my, uh, Malcolm said it. He knew. You know. That's right. I might not get there with you. That's right. You know what I mean? That's right. But see, that comes. Yeah. When you know stuff, when you in, you're in tune with. You're in a different vibration. Yeah, right? you, 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 it's a whole yeah. nother so wave. You know that, a whole okay, nother electric something wave. Coming, something's happening. I need to get ready. Yeah. Right. Easy. Yeah. So right. it's, you know, I'm I'm not well read in the Bible, but there's some things that I've come here knowing. That's right. So that's right. It's just like. And, and there's nothing new for the black church, especially. We've been the most persecuted Ooh. place in the history of America. Man. As far as persecution, Birmingham, where Fred Soto's refused to pastor, is on record still as being the most bombed church in America. What? In America. Fred Shuttlesworth. Look him up. And in fact, the, if, in you fly, if you fly into Birmingham, it's called the Shuttlesworth Airport. Fred Shuttlesworth Airport. Yes. His church, he pastored, the most bombed church in America. And we've he, he had his deacons outside 
of his house like with every shotgun. day with shotguns uh, because they he knew that they were trying to kill him and 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 they, they did they what well, they what they did they didn't kill him, but they tried on several attempts because he simply fought for the right for us to vote. Just mm. something as simple as the right he fought for, and they tried to kill him. And his church was the most bomb church in America. The most bomb church, huh? Mm-hmm. And they kept rebuilding. They kept rebuilding. But you know what you just said? He, They were afraid. People are afraid. You still have people here in Tulsa that are afraid to fight because they're afraid for their job. Yep. They will not stand with you. They they don't want to associate with you. I can't get out and do that because I might lose my job. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, it's 19, it's, it's not 1912, no. it's 2019. How could you possibly think That's that? So but, I mean, it's, it's still alive and People, 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 it's just unbelievable. And 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 it makes us look like cowards compared it does, to this generation. It? Exactly. You know that's gone before us. That they had to live under threat of their houses being bombed, churches being bombed, and we're afraid of losing our job. Got more education than they did. Okay. Exactly. And you're afraid of losing one job, and you have folks who sacrifice much more. And they will sacrifice, and they will be, and they were willing to sacrifice their lives. Mm-hmm. You worried about losing your corner office, right? <laughs> you're, you're and you wouldn't have that corner office if somebody twenty five, thirty years beforehand was not willing to risk their life. And see, I work. I have a friend of mine. She works for the Department of Justice, and we were on a Zoom conference. It's a group of us. We were celebrating our thirty seven years or whatever. But anyway. We asked her, what is going on in the White House? And that's what she said. A lot of people are afraid to speak up because they do not want to lose their job. That's why they do. That's why we see a lot of what we're witnessing right now. And that's, that is so unfortunate because if we haven't realized by now, um, what can white folks do to us? They hadn't already done. They've done everything. What is it? What else? What, what else can they do? I mean, anything. What, they gonna kill us? And we, you only gonna they already once. killed us. Now. They, they raped our women, molested our boys, murdered oh, our men, burned down our churches and schools, mm-hmm. taking our homes. What else can they do to us? They hadn't already done. They've done everything. So why are you so afraid? Mm-hmm. And you supposed to have now? This is supposed to be the most educated generation of black folk ever. ever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. And you you're afraid of losing a job. Mm-hmm. And now you got vehicles. You can you can drive somewhere else. <laughs> you, know? yeah, you can drive. You can drive. You know you got vehicles now. Yeah, you back in that you had yeah. to walk to work. I get that. Right. Yeah. But now you can drive to Oklahoma City. If right. You can't work in Tulsa. Cross cross the borderline while we can. Yeah. Go to Texas. Oh, That's true. What you afraid of? No, what you afraid of? Wow. Well, hey, we gonna take a little break. And we're going to come right back. Pastor Turner from the historical Vernon AME Church is in the house here at Eaton Media Services, located at 1533 North Norfolk. You know, black on black community radio. I'm going to say community radio. This radio station is for you. We tell our stories our way. You know, we hear every every day of the week. We got so many different shows going on. I just can't, man. All right. We're going to be right back. So stick around. Oh, oh, oh. 
all-new KBOB 89.9 FM on Black Community Radio. What you got to do is give the people what they want. You know, the people want a whole lot. So you're on KBOB 89.9 FM here in the heart of Tulsa. And in the studio, hey, we got Pastor Turner of the historical Vernon AME Church, Sherry Lasky, my co-host. And we've been sharing a lot of pertinent information, a lot of good information. Hey, y'all start tuning in to us, you know. Uh we need your support over here. 1533 North Norfolk. We take donations. We take all kinds of stuff uh, over here to help us. We got a, a youth program over here, the Juice Radio Show. Uh, a bunch of young people come on every Thursday night. They uh, do their show. And uh, they're headed up by Ramal, the hometown heat. So me, Ramal, and my business associate, Dean Finley, and my son, Trey, and Sherry Lasky and Sansa Ray and all of us are over here at Eaton Media Services. I mean, we got a bunch of shows going on. We do. I want to give a shout out to Edurek with Charles Harper and Damali Wilson, you know. Also, Charity Marcus, Tyrants Billingsley with the uh, Business Hustle. And uh, we got a lot more. Prima Donna, she's got a woman's show. So, hey, this goes on and on and on and on. You know, in the community. So support us. We need your support. All right. All right, we're back. Pastor Turner, we've been talking about a host of uh, different topics and subjects and stuff. So my question I always ask is, where can we, where are we mostly wounded? Where are we wounded? Where's that wound in our community that we need to work on first? You know, that wound. Mm, I would um what would you say? I would say our our unity and our faith. Um similar to some points that you've already raised. Um as a community we are not half as unified as we ought to be. Um we as far as a people do not support each other. And this is sad to admit in the home of Black Wall Street, where our dollar circulated uh, hundreds of times before it left in 1921, whereas now it circulates once and stays in our community 30 minutes. That's Mm -hmm. long enough for a haircut. And I think that our unity and I think that our, uh, as I stated earlier, our our sense of self-worth coupled with our mm-hmm. faith um, our moral standards have just yeah really gone down 
It has, huh? And why is that? You know what I think? You know, I think my dad and his generation, they they were the soldiers. Yeah. You know, they were really the soldiers. And when we, when we came along, we we dropped the ball. Yeah. My generation, we dropped the ball and didn't pass that information on down. We got to the point to where now we don't have to sleep in the same room with That's brothers right. and sisters, and, and we can do this, you know, and we can. We can. We got air conditioned now, right. AC. You know what I mean. And some programs came right. in, and, and they bought our leaders. That's you right. know, shut shut our leaders up. That's right. You know, so now we got freedom. That's right. You know, and we didn't pass that history and that culture on down. We did. And they and so now our generation, they don't know a lot of information. One, I love talking to older people, and one of the things that one of my friends who pastored in Birmingham said one of his members told him that we have a problem in our community so bad that we don't even know how to do wrong right anymore. Yeah. <laughs> wrong right. Huh? We can't even do wrong right anymore. Wow. And you can take that however you want to take it. But back in the people have always drunk and, and smoked. But back in the day men who drank they did it on Friday night. After they got paid. After something. they got paid. Yeah. Right. Go out and drink. Yeah. These guys getting drunk and high every day. All day. We can't even do wrong right. No. If, if, first of all, you shouldn't do it. But if you do it, you, <laughs> you, you man, there, there are rules to this stuff. Man, that liquor store open up at 9 o'clock. It'd be three and four, five guys out there waiting, waiting for and, it to and open I, up. And I know the systemic racism that put crack in our community and that puts liquor stores. But we make a choice every day. Yeah. We go and we buy that stuff. Yeah, we do. And we got a generation now that's not like your father's and your father's father, where even the folk who do wrong don't even do it right. That's true. They don't even do the wrong right. We huh? can't even do wrong right now. <laughs> Our morality has sunk so low. Man, we forgot has. how to do wrong. That's true. And that's because we don't teach discretion. <laughs> we don't I mean, teach, period. We don't, we don't teach people this. I mean, and some people don't even know what the word means to be discreet with yeah. what you're doing. You, well, you know people are going to do wrong no matter what. Yeah, but you don't but, have to do your wrong and put it on faith. Yeah, but you right. know, if you're a parent, right. if you're a parent, right. if you're a parent right. like you just said about discretion and you don't know what is don't know what discretion is. Discretion even you yourself. How are you going to teach your kids? <laughs> but we live, you know? in a, we live in a society where all, there are no rules, and mm-hmm. this is where we're moving to. Man. This is what we're I mean, you can do Everybody whatever, out be in the whatever, open with everything. Everything, everything. Yeah. everything and, is open. And nothing is new under the sun. None of this stuff is new. No, the it's not. The only difference is we don't even know how to do wrong anymore. We, no, we can't do wrong right. Can't do it. No discretion. You know, and the thing, you know, and it's like, now it's role reversal starting to take place in the home. Because, see, what I'm feeling is a lot of black people, males and female, black males and females, don't really love each other anymore. Where, what happened to that love and that, those relationships? They got relationships, but do they practice the love in oh, the man. relationship? Absolutely not. It don't. I That's mean, it's kind of like. It's almost like it's dysfunctional. It is it's dysfunctional. It's a dysfunctional it's type like, of love. You can go like, outside of your yeah. love, yeah. outside of your home, yeah. and love everybody else that does not look like your mama. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But you don't have the respect for the person, person that, that brought you... you into this world because yeah. society and everywhere you go, she's this, she's yeah. that, she's that. So if she's this and that, why would I want her? That's right. Right. So, exactly. So just to answer your question, uh, morality. We, we, our, our morals have sunk to all time low. 
our unity. We we don't support each other. No, we don't. And 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 and, and our sense of self worth mm-hmm. is just an, a terrible. Well, you can't get us to rub two nickels together no more. No. You know, and there are African Americans who have finances that can really impact the community exactly. and do stuff. You got some. Everybody ain't just broke. But they'll go choose somebody else. Before they choose a black person. That's true. They go work with someone else. Oh yeah. You know they won't get together and say, "Hey man, let's let's open up a cleaners on the corner over here. Let's open up a grocery store over here. Let's do let's open up these businesses. Let's let's get our young people involved." They won't do it. It won't happen. It won't happen because we have those myths. Well, if you open up something in North Tulsa, it's gonna break in and steal you. That's the first thing. That's the first thing they say. You you can't have nothing in North Tulsa. They gonna you know, and I don't want to make it seem like we're the only place that has that because the morality of this country right. has it's that. Like the it's, every, it's, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. The, the, that the, is the norm. We That's, don't yeah. have this country, this world, the value system and the morality. It is just anything goes. I think you said. I think it's more like um, a, the Western mm. mindset because when you go to other parts of the You're country, right. other parts of You're the right. world. They, I mean, everybody wants to look for look to America, mm-hmm. and you find the younger generations in those places outside of the U.S. idolizing and watching what they see and get their information from yeah. the U.S. But in other countries, you know, where you don't have that problem, they cut it out. That's right. They don't let people see it. They talk about no, no, no. You're not going to do that. We, we're not going to do that. I think we're faced with a lot of propaganda and stuff here in this country, and we're fabricated. This, this is America's like a to other countries like a big Hollywood. Yeah, you know that's it's what it game. is. It's like a big Hollywood. People from other countries look. It's like wow, mm-hmm. look at America. But they don't understand we got the highest tax rates. We got the most incarcerated people here mm-hmm. in this country. We got all kinds of stuff here in this country. But on our communication systems, when it comes to media, we're going to portray ourselves as the best. That's right. right. We are the bullies of the world. Big time. We will go to little bitty countries and we'll blow them up and fight them and all that. But we ain't going to challenge and like China. Both sides yeah. Huh? And sell both sides guns. We ain't gonna challenge China no. and Russia and we ain't gonna be fighting them, but we're gonna go to little Iraq and, mm-hmm. and, and Afghanistan. We're gonna bully them. Oh, up, big time. You know, and just tell them what to do and how we're to do. We're afraid of North Korea now. Man, we're afraid of them. <laughs> but when you yeah. talk about the Middle East, yeah. Middle Eastern countries like Iran it, and Iraq. I Iraq. call it Northeast Africa, by the way. Yeah, that, that's what it is. North East Africa. That's what Africa, Europeans call it. They call it the Middle East. It's Africa. But guess what? You know, you know our cousins over there that are ruling everything, and that's Saudia. Yeah. Okay, so if you want to get real, our cousins over there are what's preventing. You know, they, they sit back in the cut. They sit back in the cut and watch Iran, Iraq, yeah. Yemen. They cause their brothers. That's right. Okay. That's right. And get, watch them get decimated. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. yeah. But they continue to feed us what we want. We continue to feed them what they want. No one ever messes with Saudia. Mm. No one. No one. Wow. The U.S. will go and tap into Iran, right. Iraq, Yemen. But they ain't, Yemen, they ain't fact, no the one is touching Saudia. Who, the pilots who were on the planes that hit 9 11 from Saudia. Saudi Arabia. There you go. Those terrorists from Saudi, they didn't get touched. Nope. Nope. To this day, and they will not get touched because of why? From George Bush on back right. and all of them. And why you think gas is a dollar thirty five today? Because they like because they like we. 
through and all this. We mm-hmm. have I'm this oil. How this proper we are. Yeah, I'm going to prove it. We're going to add on top of COVID-19 for your economic distress. <laughs> right. Okay. You, you're not making any money. Nah. Four, you go from four, four plus dollars a gallon of gas. But I, I, I'm not shedding any tears for these oil folks. No, I'm not. I'm, going, I'm laughing I, at the I'm gas not. pump. I'm thanking Jesus all day. I'm already on gas the most countries regulate what's coming in and out of their airspace Mm -hmm. i love cuba because cuba's like we don't want any of your commercialism in our country here i know american stuff come up in there Mm -mm. that westernized lifestyle not at all none of that no because you still you take over their their culture and you want to implement no, we're not doing that over here. No. This is what we do. Because they see so, how morally bankrupt. Thank you. Know. And oh, America they do. has always been, in my opinion, since they signed the Declaration of Independence, uh, morally bankrupt. But we used to do a better job of hiding it than, as we, than we do now. It's just, you know, all bets off. I remember when I was in Spain, well, I was in Portugal, and I was running my marathon, and people were asking, and I tell them, you know, I'm from Oklahoma, and they, Oklahoma, the USA. Mm-hmm. The they never thing, heard of it, huh? The next thing they would say, no Trump, no Trump, no Trump. Oh, no, this sure. is all <laughs> the 26 miles that I was running. Back in, you ran 26 miles? Ooh, I, like the halfway part, it was too hot. I started doing the run, walk, run, walk, run, walk. That's but, impressive, though, still. I was just like, oh, Lord, just let me make it to the end. That's yeah. Like, you had a broken arrow, isn't it? A, it? You know what? I guess so. When you get a she is some kind of shape, Brother E. Oh, yeah, she do. She do a lot of stuff, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. so that's around the world. Huh? We not all of that. Oh no, nah. we not all of that at all. No, nah. <laughs> nah. people look at us. They look at us quite different. The emperor has countries. lost his clothes. You know, oh, buck naked. You know, I lived overseas. I, I lived overseas for three years. Yeah. of my life. Military. And I saw a whole nother concept looking at America. I was overseas when Obama first got elected. Oh wow! I had an send yeah. in, and uh, being looking at America from a distance. Was gave me a whole nother insight of America, you know. A lot of things I was taught, and I was like, "Wait a minute, now I'm seeing some different kind of stuff here," mm-hmm. you know. Wow! And people are looking at America. Everybody wants to come to America, but they don't know what America's all about. Right? They just they don't, don't know. Yeah. You know, they don't know. Hey, man, if you ain't paying your your apartment rent, you're gonna get kicked out, and Every you're gonna be on the streets. Stuff like oh, some no. countries have free health care, everybody get taken right. care of. It don't matter what you are. They ain't locking their cars up. Mm-hmm. They're not, you know, it's just free. They got, right. you know, just free stuff, That's man. Right. And you, they're not even inhibited by a lifestyle where you got to really grind and hustle. And mm. man, you got some guys over there and ladies over in other countries chilling. And then when you go to a a country like Dubai. Oh my! Oh, that's totally and I've been in there so many times. You be like just mind blown. You be mind blown because they take their cars off the street after a certain age. What? You can't drive that car. 
You got to take your, they take your car. Hey, man, you got a 2002 so-and-so. That's our cutoff line. Anything 1990-something, it ain't going to be on the streets. Wow. You're going to get a ticket. Wow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Most of the people over there yeah. belong to the royal family. They're getting oil subsidies. And man, look here. So they, can they, get, they can buy any kind You know of what I witnessed? Anytime. I witnessed being over there and those sheiks who got yep. all the millions and millions of dollars and their little their sons, the princes and stuff, will go to the car dealership and buy a brand new American car or something for fun and for fun and and fill it up full of gas, drive it all over the country and when it runs out of gas, wherever it runs out, then they'll give the key and hand it to you want, you want, who wants to want, you know, and, and give what? it away. Wow. That's, I mean, really, it just brand new BMW or something. Just you want, you want, oh, who want? You know what I mean? No, I don't want. I got two already. You know what I mean? So that's how they live. No homeless on the streets. They don't allow it. Ain't no homeless. We need to stop telling this lie that we the richest country in the world. We keep oh, lying. No, we're not, man. We're not you know, we're not. <laughs> and then when you see Africa, yeah, the continent of Africa, they're always depicting over here some. An impoverished mm-hmm. African American with fly, little kid with flies <laughs> rolling around the head. Man, there's some that. beauty over there, Very man. Very much so. It's oh, some beauty. Oh. It's some it's some economic development in certain parts of uh, California, which you never see because they don't, they just don't portray it over here in America. They don't want you to see no wealth or nothing good in another country. That goes a part of that self worth image. They don't want African Americans to feel. Any sense of pride from being from Africa. In fact, you right. got some African Americans don't even want to call themselves African. African. They mm-hmm. just want to say they're American. African. That's right. And, and that's a part of you know. Because I, I, I heard a long time ago, you don't buy a slave, you make a slave. You make a slave. And so part of making somebody a slave, yeah. that's true, is destroying every sense and part of who they are right. and their right. heritage and their culture. That's true. It's, it's destroying the heart. In mind, but keeping the body because you want the body because the body is the commodity mm-hmm, is what right. you have to work. That's true. Right. And so part of the reason why our self worth is so low is because we were taught when we got off that slave ship we were nothing. They changed our names so and beat us, everything. Branded so they us, put us on that from on that good ship Jesus. Separated us from our children. That our Amistad ship. You couldn't speak your own language. You couldn't yes. learn how to read or write. They talked about our hair and they our did. features. Right. And that was passed down. From, genera- from generation to, to generation. generation. And so when they saw a strong black slave, they would publicly humiliate him. In front of all in the rest of In front of, of everybody slaves. else. So the mothers taught their children, especially their black boys, to grow up and be passive. Mm-hmm, be passive. And docile. Because Massa would always go to the female. And, t- and that woman. her mother and taught the daughter to be strong. Strong, right. Because you shouldn't and can't depend on a black man to be here. Right. You know, and the white man wanted the black women to be dependent on, on them. On them, yeah. On them. And so now that's as a result that's in our community, true. we raise our girls that's to be right. smart. We raise right. them to be strong, strong right, and right. we just tell our boys, well, boys will be boys, right? And right. we just let them that, do that's whatever what we say, they want to do. Boys will be boys. boys, will be boys. And, and 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 you can't, I can't tell you the number of times I have people tell me, Pastor, you better be careful, you're gonna get yourself hurt, because that's that mentality from the slave that is plantation that strong when black you, men mm-hmm. get hurt, get yeah, right, get yeah. Hurt. 
That's right. We take well, it up. Watch what you say. And that's why women. Watch what, what you say. The yeah. perfect example. That's why women raise their daughters, especially black women, mm-hmm. and they love the hell out of their son. They yeah. That's my baby. He That's can right. do no wrong. He, he, can, say, baby, he, he can say that till he's 50 years old. Right, right, right. right. He <laughs> don't have to do but nothing. It's, it's a mindset. But like you're saying, getting back to the culture, That's right. when your culture and your way of life that's been imprinted in your DNA is mm-hmm. taken away from you, and you've made to believe that it's less than everything right. and everybody they on got this us earth. after the dark continent. There you go. Meanwhile, they're going over there getting everything, everything bright they can find. Every bright piece of gold, bright piece of diamonds, all the rubies, resources out. But 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 it's a poor, depleted dark continent. Right. If it's so poor, why y'all why order so much? Right, why why where are you over, over there? Why are you doing and that? And not only that, when you think about other cultures that come to our country, uh-huh. they get to keep their yes. culture. They in their language. Oh, they are implementing their, their, their language. And when you I better change in, your street signs on your streets, right, you know, and right. call it and hear all of that. Well, look here, we didn't came to the end of the show, oh, man. It's, already we here, Pastor Turner, man, yes, a wealth sir. of knowledge and wisdom and spirituality and stuff like that, man. I want to thank you, thank you, for taking time out of your busy schedule to come over here to the Bobby Eaton Show with Sherry Lasky. Yes, thank you, Pastor. And man, give us all that pertinent good information. Keep being a beacon in the community, yeah. man. We love you. Uh, we love are behind you. you. And then anything that we can do over here yes, to support and help you, don't hesitate to pick up the phone or just drop by. Yes, sir. Well, keep being you and doing what you're doing to find the battle and give my regards to your dad. All right. I will. Right. Pop's going to love it. You know <laughs> what I mean? Okay. All right. You're on the Bobby Eaton Show where we tell our stories our way every Monday, Wednesday, and uh, from 6 p.m. And on Saturdays from 12 to 2 p.m. Uh, we got a whole lot of shows. Go visit KBOB899.com. Again, KBOB899.com. What you guys have to say about it, Sherry? All right. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for tuning in. And we hope to see you or hear from you again next week. That's right. All right. want you to do that. Okay. Until next time. Uh, peace and blessings and uh, stay black.
you gonna do it if you really don't wanna dance? By standing on the wall. Get your back up, walk, walk. Tell me. How you gonna do it if you really don't wanna dance? By standing on the wall. Get your back up, walk, walk. Well, I heard all the people say. Get down on it. Come on then.
I see you getting down. Can't help but look at you, got a crowd around you. Now you're the baddest thing I've seen tonight. So come on, girl, let's put it in flight. I've got the V12600 sitting outside at the door. So bring it on by the way your body's placed for. And that's a little something that a nigga craves for. Yeah. What a bad girl, what's it gonna be? Show me eyes on me. We've been talking since two, girl, what you gonna do? Tell them that you're riding with me. It's a quarter past three, girl. What's it gonna be? Show your eyes on me. You've been talking since two, girl. What you gonna do? I'll be doing nothing ever till you are. Watching you move, I start to fantasize about the way I'm gonna put it on that ass tonight. So come on and ride shotgun. I got the bubbles if you like, yo, we can pop some. I see me and you blossom in my coop. Maybe we can peel back the roof and get it on. Then I see your body's playful. I like the little thing around your navel, baby. What a bad
places in my life and time I've sung a lot of songs I've made some bad I've acted out my life in stages with 10,000 people watching but we're alone now and I'm singing this song to you. I know your image of me is what I hope to be. I treated you unkindly. Darling, can't you see? There's no one more important to me. Singing the song to you. You taught me precious secrets of a true love. Holding nothing. You came out in front when I was hiding. Listen to the melody Cause my love is in there Hiding I 
many things that held us down. But now it looks like things are finally coming around. I know we've got a long, long way to go. And where we'll end up, I don't know. But we won't let nothing hold us back. We're putting our shirts together. We're polishing up our ass. We've been up and held down before. I know you refuse to be held down anymore. Don't you let nothing
I've been hoping, I've been 